Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. Everybody, this is Russ K5TUX coming to you with another episode of Linux in the Ham Shack, and along with me, as he has been since episode number 101, up there near Montreal, Canada, is Pete V2XPL. How you doing, Pete? Good evening, everyone. Thanks. Yeah, here in Montreal, uh, it's episode 103, by the way. Richard left at episode 100, and then there was a few hosts in between that. You had some guys from the one of the Linux shows. I can't remember which one. And Harrison was on, and then I came on. So there you go. Well, you I were here on catalog, so I know you were here in spirit as soon as Richard left. I was. I was. I was listening, and I think I was even listening live as of episode 100. Well, excellent. Talking so, and yeah. and see how far you've come in in just a few short episodes. I know. I'm a professional now. It's awesome. I know. It's great. Well, we have some stuff to talk about, and if I had the Etherpad up in front of me, I might know what those things were. So uh, it is August the 27th right now as we record, and when you're listening to it, it is not August the 27th, unless you're live in the chat room, which you should be. Um, but if you're not, this is some days hence. And yeah, Some people just can't be. Yeah, that's true. Some people just can't be. Some people they don't think. Be. they're No, they just don't think we're as important as, as all that. No, they want to be. They just can't be. Well, they know we're all that in a bag of potato chips. Exactly. But they have lives. And if you want to tell us that we're all that in a bag of potato chips, send us an email or drop us a voicemail. We'll get to how you can do that at the end of the show. But interestingly enough, the show last time, episode 111, ran really long, much longer than I thought it would be. So I had to cut out. Well, it turns out I thought it was a lot longer than it was, but it, it was about five minutes of stuff that I cut out because I thought it was just sort of idle chit-chat, but it turns out there were really some golden nuggets of information in that five minutes, and the rest of the hour and 32 from the last episode went out as planned, but I'm going to put those five minutes back in now because it really had some good information. So everybody sit back for just under five minutes and uh, listen to the stuff that you didn't hear from last episode. I have a question. Okay, ask your question. PAE kernel. Why would you want to move away from it? Is there anything good or bad about it? And what's well, the alternative? Other than the fact that um, you don't get the additional perks with PAE, which I'll explain in just a second, um, the, the laptop that I have here does not support PAE in the processor. What a PAE kernel does is, I, I remember reading somewhere, it's like a 36-bit kernel instead of a 32-bit kernel. Fancy thing with the processor. Uh, where you can address up to 64, I think it's gigabytes. You can correct me if I'm wrong there, Russ, but I think it's 64 gigabytes of memory instead of the uh, uh, 3.9 gigabyte upper limit of the 32-bit uh, variety. So a PAE kernel essentially lets you address more memory without having to switch to a 64-bit uh, processor kernel and whole operating system. Yeah, very cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, PAE stands for Physical Address Extensions, just as a note. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually looked up the wiki, but 
I read it and I still didn't understand. So uh, thanks for the, you know, thanks for the explanation. I appreciate that. All right, cool. Well, there's a brief explanation of PAE why you might want it or don't want it, and uh, yeah, that's that's one thing about 32-bit machines is they will only address up to slightly under four gigs of RAM. So if your machine has four gigs of RAM or more in it. Uh, and you use a standard kernel, you will not be able to address it. You either need to use a PAE kernel, as most of the kernels and most of the distributions come with by default nowadays, or you have to have a 64-bit kernel. And you wouldn't even know that because I've I've been we we've had machines uh, professionally that you know they're like oh yeah there's eight gigs of RAM in here and and then you know the next guy comes along and says yeah well there's eight eight gigs but you know this version of Windows will only address four so the uh, you know the guy sold you eight gigs but you don't really need it and the machine doesn't let you know so you're sitting there you know you know how do you how do they say fat dumb and happy thinking yeah I've got eight gigs of RAM and and your machine's only using half of it and you just have no idea. Yeah, not that it's the end of the world, but it's kind of nice if, if all your hardware is, is uh, at its most efficient. So uh, that's uh, kind of an important thing to know. Of course. Yeah, a generic kernel kind of ends up like Canada Post, past a certain number of addresses that uh, the mail gets lost time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> of course, uh, an educated listener like those who listen to this show are would know that they could go into a command prompt uh, or a terminal, as it's known in the Linux world, and type free, F-R-E-E, and it will tell you how much RAM is available in the system, uh, including the upper limit. So in that way, you would know if you have all of your memory being addressed. Uh, see, I guess I'm now an educated listener because I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, see, neither did I. And I'm, I'm glad that uh, Harrison's saying he didn't know that because you're way more advanced uh, than I am. But, yeah, there's a lot of new guys that listen to this too. So it's these little tips that make all the difference, Russ. Yeah. It's amazing we had to go, you know, 105 minutes before we got to that little bit of information. But that's okay. <laughs> well, we can just delete the rest and then <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, right. So it'll be five minutes long. This will be a two-minute <laughs> podcast and most of it will be intro and outro. <laughs> it's a little cryptic to read though just as a note uh free uh yeah i just typed it in and it's total and you have to insert your own commas okay well it. there's there's a great thing in in the world of posix based commands where the dash h switch in a lot of commands stands for human readable uh this applies to things like du and df uh, and free, for that matter. So if you're confused about um, what you're being shown, just type free-h, and it will make things very clear to you. I just did, and it's a whole lot better. Yeah. Kind of like uptime-h uptime and just uptime. Uptime looks totally cryptic, like you're up for 1,556 seconds, whereas uptime-h shows you 6 days, 24 hours, 36 minutes, 2 seconds. Right. The dash H flag doesn't work for everything, but it works for a lot of things. Um, and whenever it stands for human readable, that's what, that's the one you're looking for. So two, two nuggets of information there. Golden nuggets. Yeah. I just typed it into it. Worked for me. My, uh, my first foray into the uh, terminal, I typed in free and something came back. That's not uh command, not found. <laughs> All right. Hooray for me. Excellent. Okay. Well, there you go. A little bit from episode 111 that got cut out and has now returned. And uh, it looks like we may have a guest coming on with us. A special guest. We call him Chat Ninja. Yeah, he's Mystic Lugnut. And, I know. Uh, it's cool. 
And if he decides to call in, then maybe we'll get to talk to him. Stealthy like a badger, he says. He claims. Yeah. It's his tagline. Well, in the meantime, while we're waiting for that Sorry. to happen. Yeah, we're sitting there. Let's, let's, just, shh, let's just wait. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. Anyway, if, if, <laughs> if the phone starts ringing, you know, it, it could get very cool in here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's All actually right. pretty cool here tonight. Yeah, well, it's not cool here. I'm waiting for it to cool down. It's humid, but it's cool. So... All right. Well, we have some more stuff from about Harrison. Harrison's like infiltrating the show. He's he's taking it over one podcast at a time, in five minute segments. So one podcast at a time. <laughs> we steal that from uh, our friends. I I don't know. I just I think I made it up. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I heard it in my dreams last night. You don't know. Uh, how does it? Oh, oh God! How does it go? You're gonna have to cut this part out. I sound like an idiot. <laughs> I will. You know, as usual. Um, see those are the parts we leave in <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's just move on because it's just not gonna happen <laughs> all right well last last episode we talked about well harrison talked about crunchbang linux and uh pete found a pretty long and interesting review of crunchbang well okay it's not that long it's just yeah, in small it's in small text <laughs> it's a small so. text on uh, os <clears throat> Um, excuse me let me be professional here um it's uh os static uh, which is uh uh i guess a website that deals with information on uh, all kinds of open source uh, software and services and uh, i just kind of happened to run into that and i thought of uh thought of harrison and it's quite appropriate that the story is second considering that uh, he was just virtually chatting to us uh, first uh but uh, a very favorable article on uh, crunchbang uh, called Beautiful Minimalism, and it was uh, posted uh, just a few days ago, August 22nd, by somebody called John Byes, uh, who I do not know. I guess is a contributor to uh, the OS uh, Static uh, blog. And uh, there was just a couple of things that caught my attention, uh, where uh, he says that basically it is a Ubuntu-based uh, uh, system, of course, uh, but it's uh, very suitable for older and low-resource computers. Uh, it's... Uh, he says claims it's an alternative to Puppy Linux, although there's you know a couple of alternatives to Crunchbang if you look around a little bit. Uh, but uh, he claims uh, what caught my eye in the article. He says the Crunchbang open box environment feels like visiting a calm lake in the mountains. It is almost a meditative experience. Uh, it's a little bit fluffy, but you know basically because there's no bells, no whistles, no crazy uh, zooming windows. He says random crash alerts, blah blah blah. Uh, it's it's very very zen. So the simplicity certainly makes it easier to use. I thought, uh, and uh, he says that he found nothing about the default environment uh, that he wasn't able to modify to suit his needs with a little bit of uh, tweaking. So he gives it uh, a solid thumbs up. I don't know why he didn't give it through. Maybe he only has one thumb. But anyhow, uh, if you want to check it out, OS Static, uh, the link will be in the show notes, uh, osstatic.com uh, under blogs, and it's called Crunchbang Beautiful Minimalism. It's only a couple paragraphs long. It's worth uh, worth the quick read. Yeah, the thing is, you were reading that description of you know how it's all uh, very calm and zen and stuff like that. The words he was using kind of made me th think of something that's more pomp and circumstance than actual function, which is sort of the opposite of the the image he was trying to portray. I think, but uh, I don't know. We all use words in different ways. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to be more. 
he was yeah, more he's, pretty, he's, he waxing, was more pretty weird. Right, he's waxing poetic about a Linux distribution. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, like I said, fluffy article, but uh, interesting nonetheless. I think Crunchbang would be an interesting E.E. E. Cummings poem. It's too bad he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm a big fan of Crunchbang. I really, it's one of the distributions that I find myself uh, going back to every once in a while. I, you know, they get a new release just for fun. I'll download it, check it out, see what's changed, and then I'll kind of doesn't always exactly do what I needed to do on different machines. So then I'll go back to this, go back to that. I've been defaulting the Mint a lot uh, just because it's easy. You know, if, if you know, Mint is just easy, I find it does everything you need out of the box. Uh, but if you're looking for some little light distributions, uh, that's one of them uh, that I certainly recommend you try. It might just be your fit. Yep, definitely give it a look if you're looking for something, especially if you need to run it on lower-end hardware. It's it's a good option, and it even looks good despite the fact that it doesn't run a heavyweight desktop environment. It's, it's a good option. So no, and it's it's got that cool feature at the top right that tells you how long your computer's been up for. See, that's how that's how sure they are of their code, how solid the code is. They'll put a little timer up there to, just to tell you how long you haven't had to reboot. In a way, that's kind of interesting because anytime I've used Conky, Conky itself has been really crashy. So, <laughs> oh, is that what that application is called, Conky? Yeah. Well, it's I think I believe that part is part of Conky, the sort of system monitor. You can have Conky do all kinds of things. It's basically just a way to write. In, system information into the root window so okay oh, good to know but anyway let's go on to something that no one cares about and the reason that the russian shortwave service is closing down is because no one cares so. <laughs> no i actually listen to the voice of russia every once in a while uh, it's, it's up on 40 meters there uh it's around 72 54 i think somewhere around there have to look it up. That's horrible. I should have looked it up before. I'll put it in the show notes in case you want to listen. But basically, you have until uh, the end of the year. Of course, I can't find the article now. My notes are all over the place. I apologize, people. Uh, the uh, Russian government's international radio broadcasting service uh, called the Voice of Russia, or Golosos Rossi, will stop the shortwave broadcast on, uh, that's it, January 1st of uh, 2014. Uh, so this is, of course, due to uh, financial funding cuts, uh, which uh, seems to be the case. But, I mean, you know, financial funding cuts uh, also... You know, anybody could listen to it on the internet. Uh, so uh, it's kind of sad because uh, we saw it happen to the BBC. Uh, stopped uh, recently. Um, uh, what was it about, about a year and a half ago, if I'm not mistaken? Maybe even two years, because time certainly flies. And uh, Voice of Russia has been going since 1929. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, almost as long as uh, BBC's broadcast. And uh, yeah, it's just I just find it a little sad. So you have until the end of the year. Well, maybe I should catch one of their broadcasts. One in 90 years, you know, that, I guess that is good for something. And I can say I listened to the Voice of Russia before it became non-existent. Yeah, I seem to get them around, I guess it would be 8 p.m. your time, 9, 9 Eastern. So that would be uh, 1 UTC. Oh, that's actually at a time when I could sit down and listen to them. So maybe I will do that. And more than likely, I will not. Struggling, oops, ah, sorry, I'm struggling to get to it to see if I could find it right now. <laughs> we're going to rebroadcast. We're going to syndicate the Voice of Russia on our podcast tonight. I don't. Yeah, well, you know, they're they're quitting. So, will we get in trouble? Maybe not. Uh, probably not. I don't think the Russians are going to come over here and take down one little podcast. But never know. Start the new Maybe Cold War right now. <laughs> oh, is that them? 
No, <laughs> yes, that was them. They're coming yeah. to get you. <laughs> All right. No, so, I'm gonna give up. Okay, good. That means we can talk about the. <laughs> that means we can talk about the next story, which is that we're all going to pay more money to be hams. No, no, not necessarily. Um, although uh, this is a ham-related story, so we're getting back on track. Uh, the uh, FCC has decided that effective uh, August 23rd, just a few days ago, uh, the new regulatory fee for getting a vanity call sign will be sixteen dollars and ten cents, and that's up from uh, fifteen bucks. Uh, so for some reason they were going to go from fifteen dollars to fifteen dollars and twenty cents is what the uh, talks had been, but uh, when the uh, actual increase came out, it came out as uh, sixteen dollars and ten cents, and the commission offered no explanation for the uh, higher fee than had been proposed. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's a vanity call sign. So if you, if you apply for your regular call sign, you know just whatever the state offers you, you. You pay the regular fee. I'm I'm not even sure what that is, Russ, because you'll have to enlighten me as to what you guys pay when you uh, get your uh, your licensing. Well, it's free. If, it's free if you have a real one. Richard says <laughs> that's true. Well, you have to pay for taking the tests, you know. But once once you've done that, then there's no renewal fees. But um, I forget what the vanity call sign fee was when I did it. I think it was ten dollars. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, anyhow, if you want, if you really want one that badly, I don't think that going from fifteen dollars to sixteen dollars and ten cents is going to break the bank. And if it does, then don't get a vanity call sign, and you'll still be able to play radio. You know, it's. I don't. Yes, it's an increase. It sucks. Everything's more expensive. Uh, I, I don't find that one to be that unreasonable, and especially the ARRL don't seem to be uh, the kind of entity that increases their pricing you know exorbitantly right yeah i think they they do what they need to cover their costs and i said the arrl but i meant the fcc well a small oversight that i don't think anyone would have noticed except you bothered <laughs> to point it out which means now everyone knows you made a mistake and of course i will make sure that's good and loud in the recording yeah there you go. yeah yeah pump it up put it up <laughs> 11 all right. So anyway, I think that's about all we have for our first segment. Some interesting news and uh, some old business taken care of. And I believe we may have our secret color after the first bit of music. And I, Before I, that, though, you have a vanity call sign, don't you? I, of course I have a vanity call sign. No one would have gotten this one you know, by luck. <laughs> You never know. <laughs> well, there you go. See, so you you uh, got in before the uh, the huge increase. So uh, yeah, the huge right. increase. Yeah, I'm pretty we sure can, we I can't would. even get vanity call signs here in in Canada. I can get a second call sign if I want, uh, but I can't get a vanity call sign. So uh. I'll pay sixty dollars and they'll send me another one that they choose. Actually, I can propose three, and they'll pick one. Uh, but it's not necessarily a vanity call sign. It has to be a Victor Echo for me in Quebec, Victor Echo two. And then I get to choose the last three letters. If they're available, I get to have them. If not, well, they say too bad. Well, I know. So I know the one you should. Get. I know the one you should get. You should get Victor Echo Three, Victor Romeo Echo. Victor Romeo Echo Four. Uh, so it would be Verve. Verve. Yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. <laughs> LHS. I thought you were going to say Victor Echo Two LHS. Oh well, that would be good too. But I was trying to call back to our little discussion. Yes, <laughs> 
Verve. Yes, the Verve. Oh, actually, you could use the three, though, for the E, but you have to be I, Victor Echo, so it doesn't really matter. I'm, I'm two, though. I'm three is Ontario. So oh, problem, Victor so. Echo, too. It's uh, only 40 minutes. I can go there quite easily. <laughs> well, most people ignore the number anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, since both of the bits of music tonight are yours, why don't you go ahead and intro? I know it's the Pete Show tonight. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Pete Show. Tonight's music will be brought to you by Jamendo. Of course, Jamendo is a uh, fine entity. I love them. Uh, great, great source for uh, open source uh, free music. I mean, free is in uh, open source and not free is in money, but it is free as in money as well. But I digress. Uh, the uh, group that we're featuring for our first tune is called the Spark Thugs. Uh, the track is called Catawampus. Uh, Three minutes and 15 seconds. It was published in 2013. It's a brand new track uh, from the month of March. These guys are from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. They're from your uh, neck of the woods there, Russ. Uh, yeah, just up the road a piece. Roll. Pardon me? Just up the road a piece. Just up the road a piece in the uh, US of A. So go USA. Anyhow, enjoy the track Catawampus by the Spark Thugs.
Look, it's the Mystic Lug Nut. Yay! Wow, Hello, this is cool. <laughs> How are you doing? What, what the hell have y'all been doing in here? It smells like Canadian bacon. It smells like Vegemite. And roasted and I, badger. I, I, de <laughs> I detect a hint of the chemical plants down in Houston. What the hell have y'all been up to? <laughs> well, if you've been listening been to the show, chaos. you'd know. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 So I guess we, we have to visit, you know, we're going to, we're going to go against the grain. We're going to tell Adam Curry, he can badger off and we're actually going to sit here and ask Richard how he's been. I know from Facebook, the answer to this question, but try not to make it quite so grim. Oh, everything's been peachy. Okay. Peachy. <laughs> That's all you're going to say about it. It's been months. You haven't been on the show in months. Well, I've been busy. Uh, I've been yeah. learning stuff. Life learning. lessons learning how to work on cars and stuff. Yeah. It's not spectacular. Not at all. You say working on cars. Yeah. That's cool. Right. I love working on cars. Chrysler's. I love working on old cars. Mostly new cars are too complicated. Hey, if you can't get a real job, you might as well work for number three. <laughs> <laughs> number three. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to ask. <laughs> well, he, he lost me too. So I have no I idea. Talking to me, he's talking about Chrysler, the big three. But, GM uh, Ford Chrysler. I'm 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 a GM guy, although I've had Ford trucks almost all my life, and I love them, and I love working on them. I honestly have never owned a Chrysler. Well, that's not true. My first car was a Volare. Totally digress. <laughs> a Plymouth Volare. But uh, well, Pete, just go ahead and tell us all about that. <laughs> it was it was it was green. That's a boot. All I have to say. See, there you go. It, it slides right past him. Everybody else got it's it. It's a boot. It's a boot. No, he heard it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For anybody who doesn't know who tuned into the show late, and I assume that there are people who have only listened to the past few, the third voice that you're now hearing is Richard. And uh, Richard is KB5JBV. And he was the co-host and sort of no, still is. Wait, wait, wait. What? What? I am. I, still, I am still the co-host. No, no, no. I am Robo Richard. I am the guy in the little box on Russ's, Russ's desk. He just reaches down, hits a button. I say something. You don't have to be mentally deficient to do this job, but it sure helps. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how do we know he's really here, Russ? <laughs> that's huh? that's true. Well, <laughs> my my soundboard didn't become sentient overnight, so I'm pretty sure this is either a really good AI or it might actually be Richard. Well, you are. I've, I've been accused of not being sentient with what you said quite often. <laughs> well, everybody misses you. I think it was even mentioned in the chat room that they miss you. When? Absolutely. I don't see it. Well, not today. Not, not today. Cool. That's right. Yeah. Every day so before right. today. Every, yeah, every day except for this show. <laughs> the fans aren't here today because, I don't know. Damn. Because you are. It doesn't show if I'm not in there. Doggone it. It doesn't. I go back to eight o'clock but i don't know what month it was i don't know maybe he's been spying all this time yeah that's true uh, maybe it's easy to make a different name different identity <laughs> see t ted knows me the rest of y'all took y'all a while to figure it out ted knows well i've seen that nick before i wasn't saying anything what'd y'all do with bill y'all fire him no bill bill fired himself oh no yeah, he said he got an actual job and he could no longer be a part of this uh, catastrophe that we call a podcast. Oh, He'll show on. back up. I don't need a job. What are you talking about? No, there's people crawling out of the woodwork. We have our old co-host on tonight, so maybe Bill's out there somewhere. Who? Actually, Bill's get, in the chat room. Tell him to get the hell out of here. 
Bill was in the chat room earlier. No, oh, regularly oh. he's in the chat. The chat. The chat room. He's in the chat room. Uh, you know, once in a while. See, that's what happens when you come from a place where like half the people speak French and half speak something that resembles English, and the other half. Well, oh, they just you have no idea, half. Richard. You have no idea. I'm from the Maritimes, which is even worse. Because there, they actually talk a mixture of French and English, but all at the same time. So we're, they, it works they, in they New Orleans. messed up in Montreal. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually a lot like Louisiana. It's it's worse like, in New Orleans. That Cajun, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I was just going to say, don't. about my sister boyfriend. It's a boot. It's a boot, <laughs> it's a boot that, buddy. Every time buddy. you say chat for chat, I think it's the past tense of something. <laughs> it's the <a> chat. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's going downhill fast yeah oh uh, maybe we should do some that, news that would be a chapeau chapeau uh, also sombrero in old mexico a chapeau yes and a sl- as an ode to richard i bought a chapeau de cowboy when i was in the maritimes for 15 bucks i was, I was ecstatic <laughs> See, this a is, nice little straw hat this is why he's no longer on the show people <laughs> <laughs> It's a nice hat. Oh, boy. Now, see, y'all tried tried to talk about something three or four times, and I have interrupted it. Yeah, well, that was pretty much par for the course for the first hundred Fs. Yeah, (laughs) welcome welcome to the retro version. (laughs) That's right. I have to think of a good retro name for this podcast or for this episode. And we'll go go back to the how you been thing, but we'll do it after everything's over so they have to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, that's a good idea. Actually, I'll name ah. it after I'll name it after one of my favorite Nine Inch Nails albums. Is a downward spiral. <laughs> uh, there you go. We're descending into madness once more. Once more into madness. Badger by my side. And this is WCOJ, where the static is. There you have it. You know that, that station's been out of business for however long it's been since I said that. <laughs> Was it you that put them out? No, I had to. Uh, what was the guy's name? Rob Simcox? No. Yeah, Rob Simcox. He did a like a paranormal kind of show late night on WCOJ, and then they kicked him off. He went to another station. Uh, the guy that was a sound man at COJ took his place. It didn't last very long. It was a very, very sad story. However, Rob is still available on Facebook. Just look for Rob Simcox. Rob Simcox. He posts some fairly interesting stuff from time to time. Y'all just go look for him over on Facebook. I noticed that. There's my ad. Go ahead. Ad for Facebook. Your ad for Facebook. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I noticed that Pete said that he really wanted to do an episode with you before he knew you were you. So I want to know. I, if, I had no idea. Is, is, <laughs> it's a good thing I didn't say anything bad about it. It's a good thing I like you. <laughs> Are you starstruck now? Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like, you know, I, I, I listen to every episode. Of course, Russ calls me on this all the time. He says, don't you remember we talked about that, you idiot? <laughs> I'm like, no, there's been like 100 episodes. But anyhow, I digress yet again. <laughs> I've uh, listened to every episode, I swear. And uh, yeah, it's just really cool to be well, on let me with tell, both of you guys. Let me tell you, like, we, like I tell them at work, digression abounds. Digression abounds. It is inevitable. It is like uh, one of the rules of finagle. You cannot get away from it. Digression abounds. It's kind of like the perversity of the universe tends towards maximum. So, carry on. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Point is proven, indeed. All right. So Now it's time for some rude noises. (laughs) They're only rude if they're real. Come on. 
Well, let, let, don't let get them started for crying out loud. Just let me adjust the microphone. <laughs> oh, goodness. Careful, your ribs are going to start hurting. Hey, do we want to talk about a Linux topic? How about that? Um, yeah, Linux Mint sucks. Yeah, well, we've heard that one before. Ubuntu is like worse. Well, how can you say <laughs> Linux? How, how can Linux be Mint be worse than Ubuntu when they are the same thing, more or less? Uh, have they started charging for applications in Linux Mint? Not yet. Alrighty then. Will they? And see, I'm 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 sorry I missed the part about Crunchbang because I ran Crunchbang for a little while. Was, I remember that. I, I remember you ran it on a little machine because I listened. Yeah, the old old beat up laptop. It would run. Uh, uh, what is it? The D Star chat application thing. Wasn't that like a Latitude, if I recall? Yeah, and I think I still got it around here somewhere. No, it is, it's not here. It's in the mini warehouse. That's part of the epic tale that y'all get to hear. If you sign up for the extra stuff, $2 a, what is it, a month, Russ? $2 a month or $20 a year, yep. See? $2 a month, $20 a year, you get to find out all the death and destruction that Richard has been through in the last few months. And we don't even adjust for inflation. This is this is twelve, so it's been at least six months. Yeah, this is one one twelve, so it's been at least six months. Yeah, February was really rough. Mm. Tune in to the pay for stuff, and you'll find this business out. So let's talk about something Linuxy. Let's see what y'all got. That's crap. That's crap. What else? Crap. You guys realize I just hung up and came back. No oh, crap. No, we were we were <laughs> off in our own. Nobody world. noticed. I just disappeared. <laughs> I'm like, oh crap! I just hung up. We didn't miss you, brother. <laughs> it's okay. No, I am a ninja. Yeah, I like that. No, it was just like old home week. I forgot you were a co-host. I'm Skype like ninja. <laughs> All right. Yep, like a bad. <laughs> Pete put something in the etherpad about uh, shortcuts for we're Linux gonna beginners. Get, and, we're not going to get anything Linux. done. Nothing. We're not going to get nothing. We're done. just going to talk over Richard until he shuts up. Yep. So we it's don't. Really, okay. It's have you really got that He's much got time? Lots of time, you know. <laughs> have you really got that much time? <laughs> it's only like what eight twenty in in Texas until Richard shuts up. No, it's nine twenty two <laughs> in the evening. WCOJ. Well, you guys are further west than that. You must be in, in East Texas then. He is in East Texas. He's in the Dallas area. There, yeah. Because yeah. there's two. Uh, Time zones in Texas, isn't there? Uh, yeah. Uh, if you go, if you go way I out west, like I must confuse the hell out of all the Texans. No, because the East Texaners don't visit the West part. <laughs> Do any of us know what's going on? Is no, there like a Mason Dixon line in Texas. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dallas and points west. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Texas. <laughs> all right, Russ, yeah, Russ, Russ. Yeah, I have a message from Brenda. Okay. She wanted me to tell you to tell me to shut the hell up. <laughs> I'll leave that up to her. I see. Okay, y'all go ahead. Y'all run this thing. I'm just like an uninvited guest. Well, no, we invited you. Instead of an uninvited guest, you're more like an invited pest. <laughs> oh, so. you must have missed it. Uh, see, now y'all can't think of anything to talk about. No. Oh, there's some shortcuts for Linux beginners on a website that Pete might talk Ooh, about like here. That. Leak, uh, Peter, are you a Linux beginner? I'm. Um, I, I always say I am, but I've been playing with Linux for about six years. However, I don't play with it enough that I I'm not always comfortable. I'm not. And you're, and you're lucky you haven't gone blind. And I haven't gone blind, but that's because I don't play with myself enough. There you have it. 
<laughs> right from the horse's mouth. <laughs> it's hung like one, too. Okay. Beep. Anyhow. Sound bites are plenty. Backing up. No, no. <laughs> uh, the only time Russ is allowed to beep anybody is, or badger anybody is when they say badger. Well, that, oh, yeah. that and the other one. Uh, ass. No, that one will go through. Oh, Pete, by the way, do you know you said, like, I had to badger you twice last episode? Do you even know that happened, or were you just, you know, flying high and... No, I remember the. I remember one time. Probably it's probably just in the feedback at the end. The it, within the same kind of context. Uh, no, saying you, the guy's name. No, you you threw an f bomb out there, and Harrison was like, <gasps> "Yeah." He said, "Badger." Yeah, he did. Oh my God, it's going to be the bleep bleep episode, y'all. <laughs> it's going to be lots of bleeps and badgers. No, nope, yes sir. No bleeps at all. Just going to cut the whole section right out. Oh crap. <laughs> Have another five-minute podcast. That's right. There you Haven't go. you noticed, Richard? The podcasts are only like five minutes now. Um, he doesn't wait, listen anymore. No, I, I'm. I've been bad. All mm-hmm. I heard was the guy from Houston. And the guy from. <laughs> that was good, Russ. <laughs> Russ just spoke from, French, and you missed it, Richard. I, I, I swore no, I in French. It, I, I didn't care. speak French. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually what everybody learns first in French is how to swear anyway, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> Same way in Spanish. So Yeah, probably. In fact, I was pretty fluent cussing in sign language for a while. <laughs> I know real one. Sign, real sign language, that one-fingered wave, though. Yeah, that's the one yes, I know, too. Salute. It's me and my wife. You know Here's an experiment for you folks out there, and it has absolutely nothing to do with ham radio or Linux. And I'm on. I'm here to make sure that I do my best to get as much hate mail coming into this show as possible. However, if you know any deaf folks, any deaf folks, and I'm I'm only reminded of this because I had to communicate with a fellow at work today. Um, not bad language. I just had to like talk to him about his car. And um, uh, if you know any deaf folks. You you ask them what the sign is for two for people meeting people meeting, and then you ask them what the sign is for two people meeting, and you've got your first cuss word. Am I going to have to explain it to y'all? I think so. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll just look it up later. I don't know. Y'all need to do a show or something. I'm going to go tell people to bite me in the chat room. Yes, there you go. I already did it once. <laughs> It's like throwing. It's like throwing a bone. We'll watch him run after it and start. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Where mistake? All right, Pete. Talk about some shortcuts. Well, but we digress. We're, we're yeah. shooting guns in the house again, kids. Pete, please tell us about shortcuts for Linux beginners. Yeah, absolutely. It's not necessarily for beginners, uh, but it's uh, efytimes.com, another uh, web journal that I like, electronics for you. Uh, so if you go to uh, www.efytimes.com, uh, you'll see a whole bunch of uh, uh, commands. What do they call them? Uh, the article is called Important Shortcuts for Linux Beginners. I guess it is. Well, they, call, they say it's for beginners, but I was looking at some of these and not sure what I would do with some of them. But uh, check them out. I have not listed them all here. They will be in the show notes, but uh, they have, uh, I don't know, a couple examples. Uh, TTY, this command is used to print the name of the terminal that you're currently using. Uh, tab, T-A-B, when you're using a text terminal, you can use this command to autocomplete a command. There's only one option, and the command is completed automatically, blah, blah, blah. Uh, error up is used to scroll up in the edit in the command history. Um, I don't know, there's probably like uh, 20 or 30 of them. Control plus S, use this command if you want to stop a transfer to a terminal. See, I, 
I'm a beginner and I would never do that. So I, I think it's more for the intermediate user personally. But. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Anyhow, check. I, I just thought it was interesting. I came across them uh, via the uh, Linux Today News website and I just thought it was uh, an interesting article posted on August uh, 21st. Well, I will say a couple of things about this list. First of all, tab for tab completion is great, but not all shells support it. Bash does, but things like CSH and TSH, TCSH don't. So don't expect tab completion to work unless you're using uh, a born shell. TTY is the only one of these I didn't know. There's a couple I would throw in here that aren't there. One is the up and down arrows, which actually scroll up and down through your command history. Um, I'm not sure that that was actually in there. I don't think it was. If, you know, if you're in a terminal window and you want to scroll back through all of your command history, you use the up arrow and down arrow, you can do that. And another command that's really cool that a lot of people may not know about is Control-R. Um, what you can do is, let's say you were doing a lot of command line stuff in a session and it's all stored in your bash history. This, of course, applies only to born shells again. But uh, all of those commands are stored. Uh, you can configure how many of them are stored, but you know, usually it falls to like 100 or 500 or something like that. You can make it unlimited if you like. But anyway, let's say um, you were using OpenSSL to create certificates or whatever, and you needed to create another one, but you forgot the command syntax. Well, while you're at a command line, you can type Control-R. And when you do type Control-R, it'll say reverse I search. And you start typing open SSL. And as you start typing it, it will fill in from your history commands that match that expression. So it will go to the last time you did open SSL or anything that sort of matches that. So you can find the way you did something in the past if you don't remember what that in fact was. Control R is very handy and that didn't make the list. Maybe that's a little more advanced. Maybe that's not for beginners. But uh, it's a cool command anyway. Yeah, I mean, definitely it was the uh, person who wrote the article who chose these, I'm guessing, because I'm sure there's a whole lot more keyboard shortcuts. But uh, I know, interesting nonetheless, and I'm sure there's a uh, place somewhere where you could find all of these. I mean, there's, there's even some, you know, dot and two dots that kind of bring me back to the days of uh, DOS uh, command lines. So it's kind of, uh, it was interesting. Uh, Ted in the chat room says that if you happen to be one of those weird people who's using a corn shell, KSH, or the Z shell, ZSH, uh, the tab completion also works. One thing that is interesting is they threw in here job control. Um, they didn't say it's called job control, but uh, using the control Z command to stop a process that's running, they, they sort of left out the benefit of that. Yes, you can, you can stop a process that's running, but that means it stays in a stopped state, and they didn't give you the commands to restart it. Maybe a little of oversight there. But anyway, the commands to restart, uh, basically what happens is when you stop a process, you can type jobs, J-O-B-S, to see what processes are stopped. Uh, and if you have one there, they're assigned a number, you know, one, two, three, four, whatever. And if you want to bring that process back to the foreground so that it continues to run, you can type F-G and then a space and then the number of the process. Or if you do F just F-G, it will do the last process that was stopped. And if you do BG, that will push the process into the background. And then if uh, you push it into the background, you can resume using your terminal while that process continues to run. <laughs> you know, they put in there the control Z thing about uh, stopping a process, but then completely forgot to include any information about job control. Again, uh, 
maybe this is useful. Most of these, I mean, the the average Linux noob should know most of these things, uh, like uh, switching between terminals, Control Alt F1, Control Alt F7. And by the way, the X graphical environment is not always on Terminal F7 or Terminal 7, Console 7, whatever. It could be on 6, it could be on 8, it could be on 2. It just depends on your distro. I guess this is for the beginner, Linux beginners to the command line and not someone who you would just hand like a Linux Lite or Crunchbank CD and say, here, try this, and, and maybe it will switch you from Windows. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know. It's it's, it's labeled, a, I guess. I don't know. But maybe some beginners are just faster than me, I guess. I, I'm just not a huge user of the command line. Yeah, it's a list, and you can read it. So it will be in the show notes. Go check it out. Yeah, no, it's interesting, definitely. Uh, in the chat room, somebody just posted a uh, picture of Richard's gun, which strangely is standing up on his desk, not just lying there. No, that's Cheryl's gun. Oh, that's... <laughs> Mine's big and black. What was I thinking? Yours is bigger, is it? <laughs> oh, I'm definitely going to have to capture it. Mine is big and black. Yep. <laughs> there's there's a sound bite right there. Agent All Provocateur. Yeah. Uh, that's a up. cute gun. That's a cute little gun there. Is that a nine millimeter? I'm, Which one are we I talking like about? The silver she posted one. Posted a picture of the Taurus. Oh, the Taurus. No, yeah, it's a nine millimeter. Okay. That's a cute, cute little gun. It is not a cute Actually, little gun. That's a hefty gun. If you if you saw it up close, uh, <laughs> you would not consider it cute. Ah, yes, I would. I love guns. I told you. I'm not kidding. I, I love guns. I think they're the coolest things in the world. I love playing with them. Not when I'm drunk. <laughs> you said you have When the yeah. hell else would you play with them? <laughs> <laughs> I was in my 20s. I have children now. I have to be more responsible. While you're drunk while, and in the house. Wait till they go to sleep. Yeah, it's it's frowned uh -huh. upon in the city. All right, let's talk about one of our hated subjects, HRD. I know the hated hey! subject that won't go away. I love HRD. Subject you love to hate, so I actually don't mind it. I used it a little bit. I, it's nothing wrong with it. It's very hefty, but uh, I certainly don't mind it. But anyhow, um, it's, the, it's the Windows of ham radio software. HRD is. Uh, let's see. I'll do this in two parts. For those of you in the chat room, you guys have uh, about four days left until August 31st to uh, download the free version of HRD. After that, it will no longer be available. For those who are listening via podcast, uh, you have not been able to download a free version of HRD since August 31st. Yeah, no longer available for download uh, in the archives uh, section of the website. Uh, basically, the website says all 5.x5. Uh, 5.x files, excuse me, will be removed from the server on September 1st, 2013. Uh, you may host these files on your server or have them on a CD, but you may not charge for the CD or the access to your server. So basically, they're still allowing people to distribute it to keep them on their servers. They're not going to keep it on their own. Uh, so now, of course, you uh, can get uh, Ham Radio uh, Deluxe as a paying version. And... Um, trying to smoothly transition but I can't click on the link um, I can't, can't remember the cost but basically you're paying for a license they give you uh, a year's support and this and that uh, if you pay for your license once you'll get to keep that license uh, and you'll get the support for only one year but only one year after that if you want support after that year you have to pay again if you don't need the support you don't have to pay again but it's, it was something like $139 and $99 See, can't click on this link now, so somebody help me out. Can you guys click on the link that says Southgate 
or a Gene U is August 2013. Um, I actually so, had that open and I, I just closed it. <laughs> okay. well, there you go. Now it works for some reason. Anyhow, so yeah, uh, don't, 99 don't. 95 for the uh, full version and then 139.95 for the subscription with Radio Operations Center, which is basically rig control. So you pay an extra 40 bucks if you want rig control. Boo, okay. HRD. <laughs> and that's actually enough about almost everything. So I think it's time to take a break, and we'll move this last topic to afterwards. Pete, take it away. Not a problem. Uh, the second uh, tune for tonight is uh, by a band called I'm Bad Like Jesse James, uh, which you would think is uh, uh, more uh, country than it really is. But uh, the tune's called uh, Space Echo from the album With Slippers, courtesy of Jamendo again. The band is from Liège in uh, Belgium, runs uh, 432, so a nice long one for you guys. Need to run to the bathroom. Uh, this dates back to uh, 2011 and is in the uh, pop uh, folk category. We also mentioned country, but I don't really get a whole lot of country feel from this. But uh, it's kind of uh, it's, uh, it's a different tune. Hope you guys like it. Trash and 
Fudge sickle. Fudge sickle. <laughs> it is like <laughs> it is a lot like fudge sickle, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it'd be worse since they a little stinky thing in there too. I ain't gonna tell nobody. <laughs> yeah. you're, so you're from Texas, Richard? Did you get any country out of that? No, it sounded what? more like sort of poppy, new wavy kind of. Not a lot of country. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in ABBA myself. Oh, I like ABBA <laughs> too. I don't mind ABBA, but um, no, it was an uh, interesting band. I'd just like to thank uh, Dan from uh, Rat Hole Radio. Dan is uh, Dan Lynch from Linux Outlaws. Also does a podcast called Rat Hole Radio, and uh, I heard him play this probably about a year and a half ago, actually, and I came across it quite by accident uh, a few months ago, and uh, I thought it would be a neat tune uh, to play. It's it's interesting. It's Space Echo, but it's uh, when they sing, they say Space Echo, and uh, Belgium Liège is, is very French, of course, and uh, and Echo in French is is it that's how exactly how they say it. So you can you can come usually when people sing, you don't. You don't make out an accent, but in this band, I find that you could totally make out the French accent. Yeah, well, you know, you get you pick out an accent every time Justin Bieber sings. <laughs> what accent is that? Little gay baby. Dude, I was going to say <laughs> douchebag. I was going to say I could see I'm that like, one coming a mile away, but I, I listen to a lot of Justin Bieber because I have two girls. One's eight and one's twelve. Oh, yeah. It's not because I want to. Better than the other guys. A lot of no direction too. We probably need to get on with y'all's topics because it's like y'all's show. I'm just visiting. Well, af after the show, you can talk about all the stuff you want. We'll record it. I know you're going to charge for it. Well, sure. <laughs> we're not doing that bad. We're only about an hour and a half in. What the hell is PAE? <laughs> well, should have been listening to the beginning of the show. We're not going over that again. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, I just downloaded a copy of Linux Lite because Pete said I should. So why don't we discuss that for a few minutes? All right, Excellent. Pete, tell us about Linux Lite. Even though it's an Ubuntu distribution, I'll let you have some time on the show for it. It is a Ubuntu distribution, and uh, the reason I decided to uh, chat whoa, about it is because... Whoa, 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 uh, yeah, okay. whoa, whoa, Sorry. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's a what distribution? He said Ubuntu. So, that's sorry, right. So, sorry, it's wait a, a Linux. Minute. Sorry, it's a Linux distribution. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Russ, did we not? It's agree? not a Ubuntu distribution. It's a wait Linux a distribution. Russ, did we not agree like a hundred and something episodes ago that it was going to be pronounced a certain way? Yeah, it was supposed to be Ubuntu, but uh, <laughs> but but, but I'm not. But I'm not from Texas, y'all. <laughs> wait a minute. Have you not read the contract? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get the contract yet. We're still in the trial phase. Retroactive. Yeah, I'm still on probation. <laughs> well, if he keeps talking funny, you're going to have to give him a boot and get somebody else. Double <laughs> secret probation. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Well, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll suffer through it. All right. That's your cue. That's your cue, probation boy. Go for it. I was muted. It's the first time this episode. That's not bad. I bet y'all wish I had a mute button. I do that all the time, Richard. You have no idea. If you don't listen, I, I just mute myself, and then I just start talking. And then two, sen two sentences in, Russell will go, Pete, are you there? And then I'll look up, and I'll go, oh, God, I was muted again. Anyhow. And scene. All right. Linux Lite 1.0.6. I ran across this uh, on uh, my usual website, linuxtoday.com. Uh, this was a couple of days ago, and I uh, thought it was an interesting little uh, uh, distribution. The catchphrase was uh, Linux Lite uh, is a Ubuntu or Ubuntu 
LTS-based operating system for Linux newbies. And I thought, well, for newbies, uh, let's check it out. Certainly fall into that category. So it took me uh, eight minutes to download the ISO, uh, 735, uh, 735 megabits, the 32-bit ISO. It's also available in 64, of course. Strangely, the 64-bit is only 723 megs. I would have thought it would have been bigger, but there's more bits after all. But hey, what do I know? Uh, you could... Uh, Excuse me, you can check them out at the uh, linuxlightos.com. Uh, um, it's features, uh, it's based on Ubuntu, 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 uh, 12.04 LTS, uh, which uh, LTS actually stands for long-term support. They claim that uh, you won't have to download or reinstall another copy for uh, five years. Uh, it comes with uh, all the, uh, you know, a lot of the usual suspects, Libre, Office, uh, XF, uh, Burn for your CD and DVD needs, uh, VLC, which is awesome, uh, Firefox, uh, the GIMP, Open JDK V6, uh, Thunderbird, which is an email application, XFCE 4.8, and the kernel is uh, 3.2.0.40 PAE. Now we all know what PAE is. Um, one of you guys can probably tell me. I don't know what Open JDK is. Uh, if you guys could enlighten me on that, that's Java. the Java Development Kit. Ah, okay, thank you. Well, there you go. Uh, so that means that it's probably, uh, they claim that it runs uh, right out of the box. The system uh, requirements are uh, quite low. It uh, works on low uh, level uh, systems, uh, minimal uh, hardware requirements, uh, 700 meg processor plus 512 megs of RAM, which is nothing now. You may as well have no RAM nowadays if you only have seven or 500 megs. Uh, five gigs of uh, hard drive space, uh, which is quite a bit. But I was actually surprised to see that, but, uh, uh, you know, not hard to come by. Uh, you have to have uh, VGA-capable 1024-768, which is also uh, not too hard to come by. Uh, this older machine I have here, the T43, uh, will go up to uh, 1280, actually, and it's a 10-year-old machine. So, And uh, it requires a CD drive or a USB port for the ISO. Uh, you can get a full review at the uh, techmint.com website. Uh, posted on, uh, just check on August 22nd, and uh, basically, uh, check it out, I uh, downloaded the ISO, I uh, plugged it in onto the T43, uh, for some reason it didn't boot up at first, but, uh, and I'm not sure why, I don't know if it's just something that I did, but the second time around, worked like a charm, uh, very simple, very plain environment, uh, you know, it's, it's very stylish in its simplicity. And basically, it has everything you need. Uh, Bluetooth was activated. Uh, the internet was there. Basically, anything that a newbie would need is is right there. Um, you know, Thunderbird requires configuration and and etc. Like you would on any new machine. Um, a little bit of tweaking is is in order. But anybody can just kind of plug this in and and just go. Anybody who's used to a, a Windows environment. Uh, you know, like I said, because it's Ubuntu-based, it's very, very similar in its look. It's, it's got a very Ubuntu feel to it, so if you're not Ubuntu fans, then uh, stay away, run, run like it's the plague. But uh, if you want to check it out, um, you know, it's a fun little distribution. I only had a chance to play with it for about an hour uh, before I had to get ready for the show because I only found it yesterday and only had a chance to play with it today. But I know Russ played around with it, so uh, what did you think of it, Russ? I am actually playing around with it right now, and there Russ are a is couple playing with it now. That's right. I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm playing with it right now. That's right. I, I'm playing yep, with it vigorously. Please, there's, there's so much playing, <laughs> playing around, around. I'm, I'm surprised you both ain't gone blind. Yeah, 
there are a couple of things I would like to say about it. The first is that the desktop wallpapers, you know, this is one of the things that sort of separates distributions for me is the images, whether they be graphical or photographical, uh, desktop images that they package with them always excite me if they're, if they're different and nice. And the ones that are packaged with this distribution are pretty outstanding. Uh, I believe they're all photographical, but they're pretty amazing. Uh, there's this one of uh, colorized water on a leaf. That's just really, really cool. Uh, the desktop, I don't know if you, you mentioned the desktop environment, but it's XFCE. If you didn't, uh, on top of Ubuntu, uh, basically what's nice about the fact that it's Ubuntu is from the new perspective, a lot of the stuff that you'll need is installed by default. And some of those things are a very stylish looking version of the pulse audio volume control panel. Uh, this is probably the nicest looking volume control panel that I've seen for pulse audio using the actual PA tools as opposed to, you know, the GNOME tools or whatever. And of course, you can't use the GNOME tools here because this is XFCE. Another thing that's interesting is it comes out of the box with support for, you know, multimedia codecs and DVD libraries, the Java development platform, uh, Flash, et cetera, et cetera. So you'll have access to all that stuff. But since it's Ubuntu, it also gives you access to Steam. So if you're a gamer and you know the Steam engine and you want to be able to get games and download them and all of that uh, using Steam, that comes installed by default. And of course, Ubuntu also comes with the virtual box and VMware. I think it does both. It's VMware for sure, but uh, virtual box as well, I believe. Uh, guest editions pre-installed. So even when you're running it from the live CD, uh, those extensions are enabled. So, you know, the automatic screen resizing, full screen mode, uh, 3D acceleration, stuff like that, that are provided by the guest extensions are enabled by default. So it's very cool. Um, and, you know, it did install a little slowly for me, but I was doing the online thing where I downloaded all of the proprietary stuff during the install. So it was a little laggy when I was actually installing it into a virtual machine environment, but now that I'm actually running it off the hard disk, it's uh, blazingly fast. The menus are very intuitive. Right-click context menus do exactly what you expect they should. Everything is at your fingertips. And if I actually liked FC XFCE a little bit more than I really do, then I would probably use this distribution because it looks good. It runs fast and everything is done for you right from the outset. I, I actually like it. I think it's a good little distribution. And if uh, it could easily be used as a ham radio box uh, type distro, uh, it doesn't have that stuff in there by default, but the Ubuntu repos have most of the software. So it could easily be used as a, a ham shack machine. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be a good little uh, CD to give out at, uh, you know, at your trade booth and stuff like that too. If you're trying to turn people on to Linux, I mean, Mint is is always a, a nice default, pretty one, but it, it could be a little bit heavy if you have an older machine, uh, and, and like you know, like very much like Crunchbang. I'm always looking for uh, smaller distributions that'll run my my 
my very, very outdated uh, equipment here. So uh, I was very excited uh, to see that. One, one problem that I did have, and maybe it's because I was running the ISO, didn't seem to have support for, uh, for uh, dual screens. I was running it on, on a laptop. The laptop that I have here, the famous uh, IBM T43, uh, has a, um, a VGA port, a VGA out port, which I have an LCD 19-inch uh, VGA or, or uh, yeah, VGA connected screen to it. I'm sounding so intelligent tonight, but anyhow, I couldn't find the uh, couldn't find any way to. Uh, they, they were both activated, but they were cloned. I couldn't find a way to uh, extend the desktops. Maybe if I did a uh, full install, I would be able to do that. And uh, then when I tried to put it to sleep, it did a weird thing where it just kind of froze. And again, I'm not sure if it's just maybe this, the CD drive on this thing is starting to go. Or, um, but I'm definitely going to install it and play with it some more and, and uh, you know, take it around the block, as it were. There is in the main menu a display configuration that should have given you access to your multiple monitors and, and all that. You may have had to install the proprietary drivers if you have like an NVIDIA card or something. But um, uh, installing proprietary drivers is actually right on the main menu as well. If you go to the main menu, click on settings, there is actually a, an option for installing drivers. And if there's anything proprietary that the system needs in order to run, it will detect them for you and install it. Uh, it's not coming up with any uh, proprietary display drivers for me because I'm running it in a virtual machine environment, but it did come up with the VirtualBox guest editions and they're already installed and I didn't have to do a thing. Would it let me do that if I was just running the, the ISO though, you know? I would assume that it runs the same on the ISO as it does from the installed version i mean that's kind of the purpose of a live cd so you should be able to do it of course it won't be persistent but you know it you should okay yeah i was always wondering about that because if you're running the iso i guess it just keeps your your different settings and downloads in some sort of virtual place and just erases them when you boot back in your regular system yeah it uses a ram disk it wasn't that far off see i am learning people <laughs> you're learning what do you think, people? richard Yep, that's pretty typical. It's Perry the Platypus. Space Hicko. Space Hicko. Fudge Hicko. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> what the hell were y'all talking about? I don't know. Some some distribution or other. Light, I was light. flipping snoring. I tell you what, one of these days I'm going to create my own distribution. The only difference between it and Ubuntu is going to be it's going to have a, a background, going to be a picture of Desi Arnaz with his conga drum. I'm going to call it Babalu Buntu. You do that. But but don't bump. I don't bump. I'll, I'll buy that for free. Actually, I think I'm going to give that one a try. I've been looking for a small one to put on something. I can't remember what it was, but I got something around there I need to put a small distribution on. And Crunchbang, I don't know if they're still developing that or not. Yes, they oh, are. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, they definitely are. Because last time I looked at it, it looked like it was stagnant. So I'm going to have to check this one out. Bad as I dislike Ubuntu now. Uh, Linux no. Lite seems like a good option. It's not damn small Linux, but it's definitely not as heavyweight as some of the big ones, like Ubuntu itself. Well, it's gotten to the point I have to go with stripped-down versions of stuff and then add the tools that I I am used to and like. You know, yeah. you can't hardly get like uh, well, you know, uh, we know how you and strippers are. Well, yeah, not love and been loved. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, that one goes in the box. Yeah, but <laughs> actually it's like, uh, um, uh, what the hell is it? I'm running Linux men on this box. I'm talking on, 
unfortunately. And I had to strip out Pluma and put uh, Nautilus in because I like it better. And uh, the text editor, I had G-Edit. Yeah, I had to, like, do that, too. And Anyway. Yeah. But, yes, I'm going to have to check this out. I went over and looked at the website. I know y'all couldn't hear me, but I did. And, um, yeah, I'm going to have to give it, check it out. Check it out. It's got GIMP. I've been having a lot of fun with that. Yeah. I hope it will run Audacity. Of course it can run Audacity. I hope it does. And see, it's got the right resolution for my old gray laptop. Try it out. No, yeah. um, you were saying uh, Crunchbang. Y'all were what, expecting that? something witty. The old gray laptop, she ain't what she used to be? No, I was saying y'all were expecting <laughs> something witty. Seriously, I dozed off over here. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you were saying Crunchbang. They were stagnant for a long time because I'm I'm a fan of Crunchbang. I think I've said that like three times this episode. But uh, yeah, they for a long time they didn't do anything. And then just a few months ago they released a version and we talked about it uh uh, well, actually, Harrison talked about it last episode. So, well, can you get it on a CD? You yeah, can, of course, you can. That's what I. That's what I want to know because I got a I got a stack of a hundred CDs over here, and you can't put a dress. It seems like you can't put a distro on a CD anymore. Oh yeah, you can, just not Ubuntu. Uh well, who well, Linux Lite will fit. It's just under uh, eight hundred, so you're good. Yep, maybe. You know, you don't need CDs anymore. You can use USB sticks. <laughs> But I got a hundred blank ones he's got them, here yeah. in a stack. What am I going to use them for, Russ? Coasters. Coasters, <laughs> Coasters exactly. Crunchbang, sixty-four bit and thirty-two bit will fit. If you get pipe cleaners, you can turn them to spiders, like really cool-looking spiders, and you can hang them from the ceiling. Actually, if I hang, if I toss them in the air just right, the some of the folks around here might think it's a UFO invasion. You could use them as clay pigeons. Ah. Yeah, no, I had to trade my shotgun for some tools. Another cool thing about both Linux Lite and Crunchbang is they can be downloaded via torrent. Ah, I'm I'm a huge fan of torrents. Everybody should use torrents. We probably you have a couple of announcements, Pete. We probably should move on so we can end this thing before. Yeah, hurry to turn it. Yeah, that's right. Shut up, Richard. It's gonna be an editing nightmare (laughs) for us. Yeah, Did you, you hear me it. about Crunchbang being downloadable? 32 and 64-bit both fit on a CD? Yeah, he said yes. all that. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure. And there's a full review over at www.techmint.com linux one 0 6 review Y'all go check it out. Already right. did. It'll be in the show he, notes. He didn't say that part. Harrison, who's listening, is going to put it in the show notes. Right, Harrison? Right, he says. Anyhow, moving on. Uh, announcements. Um, this was from uh, Radio Amateurs of Canada. I got a bulletin from them uh, emailed to me uh, just a few days ago. And they are advertising their next uh, simulated emergency test, or uh, SET, as it's called. Uh, ours is uh, scheduled ours. I mean, ours is in the Radio Amateurs of Canada is coordinating the Canadian version, scheduled for October 19th. Uh, and because of a conflict with uh, Thanksgiving on October 12th, they decided to move it forward. So they just wanted to send out a reminder that groups are encouraged to hold their set any weekend that is convenient. The important thing is to participate. And the reason I uh, specify Canada is because I looked it up on the ARRL side, and uh, I couldn't find an exact date, but it seemed to be later in October. So not sure that Canada and the U.S. coordinate their simulated emergency tests. Maybe Richard could talk to this because I know you're pretty involved in the emergency communications uh, world. But uh, I, I would have thought that this would have all be done at the same time, kind of like field day. But 
Uh, I, I couldn't find any date for the uh, American version of, of said test. As far as coordination, that's never been a <laughs> never been a big thing. Uh, as far as the set's concerned, I think it's always been one of the early weeks in October. I'm taking uh, trying to grab a look at it real quick. Uh, September? No. Oh, okay. Um, apparently, they've spread it out where he's here in the U.S are able to do it anywhere from September 1st to November 30th. So, uh, they, instead of having it happen all at the same time, apparently they've spread it out over, uh, was that three month window. And, uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Of course, I've been kind of out of it. I've had my head in the sand doing a thing, but, uh, it yeah, doesn't I, make sense in a way, but I'm wondering because your simulated emergency test is probably, <laughs> very local communications anyways. Maybe it really doesn't matter if all the groups don't have them at the same time. Well, you know, um, in the case of a, a set, it's normally each group coordinates their own situation down here. It's like uh, uh, City of Garland will have theirs. Dallas County will have theirs. Uh, when you get to the state level, yes, we have state areas, but it's busted up into three sections, whereas uh, we have state races, which covers the entire state. Uh, races is a bigger thing down here. I'm not sure if y'all have an equivalent up there in Canada or not, but it's more of a, it's more heavily tied into, uh, the government and the, uh, emergency management agencies at the, uh, at the federal level here. But as far as Aries, Aries is ARRL thing, even though the local level governmental agencies take advantage of it. If something really bad, really bad happens, it might start off as Aries, but as soon as the situation gets federalized, it's races and it's pretty much, uh, gets locked down as federal business. It can't stay that way that long because uh, they don't have the personnel to man everything, but that's kind of the way it works out. It, plus it gives Aries guys, uh, a little more latitude to uh, set up more effective situation or more effective simulated emergency tests for their situation. It's kind of the same thing up here, but for some reason, emergency communications is not such a big emphasis on emergency communications here. Probably because we haven't suffered as many natural disasters as as you guys do. You know, being so far up north, uh, we we got a lot of snow and we're used to it. So you know, you got a little bit of ice like we did in '97, and they call it an ice storm. But most people don't freak out too badly. They get a quarter of an inch of rain in Dallas, and they shut down the airport. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> there's cities like that too here. Vancouver doesn't get a lot of snow, and when they do, it kind of shuts everything down. But anyways, we don't have the culture of of emergency communications and safety that the U.S. does, and I commend you guys for that. Because if there's one thing you have over us, it's certainly it's certainly that. And and uh, I, I I'm not sure if if it's the only reason, but uh, yeah, the uh, uh, RAC controls our um, our emergency coordination, I guess, and there's a lot of local groups. And, and they are some that are active, and they're quite local, but it's, it's certainly not as spread out. We, and we have a branch of Saturn up here, too, with the, uh, the, the nice people who ring the bells. I'm a total mind blank. Salvation Army. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. When there, wait a minute. When there was a local VHF Saturn net here in DFW, you're talking to the training officer. So I know what you're talking about. And what Russ said, nah, it's not exactly like it. I mean, uh... The Dallas-Fort Worth area, if we get one inch of snow, the entire North Texas area is paralyzed. 
However, if there's three, if there's a three inch sheet of ice on the ground, it's business as usual. And you probably don't mind, you know, if, if it's pretty windy too. I mean, you, you get used to your natural disasters, you know. Hey, look, Russ is like typing stuff. He's adding more stuff. He wants this thing to go. And this is going to be an epic eight part episode. Y'all y'all hang in there. Anyway, there's oh. a new, uh, HF youth net. I'm going to cut Richard <laughs> off before he jumps Anyways, in there. Yeah. And, yeah. As, as he segues. <laughs> That's right. And back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, this, uh, back the, at the, the show from this one was, uh, the, uh, Yarp Hams, uh, podcast. If you guys haven't checked those guys out, I'll give them a quick plug. Uh, Yarp Hams is the, uh, Yarp is for youth and amateur radio podcast. And just uh, Google Yarp Hams podcast. Uh, it'll be your first hit. And uh, it's uh, four or five uh, young guys, uh, somewhere between the ages of 12 and 17, to put out a uh, podcast that is uh, specifically geared to uh, youth in amateur radio. So uh, for youth, uh, by youth. So it's very cool. So I listen to their podcast regularly. And on the last podcast, uh, they were announcing that there's a new HF youth net as of the last uh, June 14th called the Amateur Radio Youth Support Net, or A-R-Y-S-N, uh, if you're into acronyms. Uh, they debuted uh, for the first time on 14.290 megahertz at 2100 UTC. That's on every Monday and uh, Friday of every week. Uh, the goal of the ARYSN or the Amateur Radio Youth Support Net is to promote, of course, youth in amateur radio and to encourage more kids to get into the hobby. It's organized by uh, Jesse Shullins, uh, KB1YNK, who's 15 years old, and uh, Cameron Smith, KF5HQB, uh, who's 18. Uh, they really hope to get as many check-ins uh, and support as uh, possible for their net. So you don't have to be a youth to check in. They encourage uh, anyone because, uh, you know, if, if you only have youth, well, they, the, the youth would like to talk to some experienced hams, uh, probably figure out how to, you know, build an antenna, put up an antenna, uh, do uh, whatever it may be. So I've been in touch with uh, Jesse uh, via Facebook, uh, Jesse uh, KB1YNK, and uh, we're in the process of uh, scheduling uh, an interview with these guys uh, for an upcoming episode. And they were uh, very excited uh, uh, that we're going to give them a quick plug so uh good on you guys uh jesse and cameron uh keep up the good work i'll uh, i have tried to i was planning on checking into the net but uh it hasn't happened yet but i definitely uh, will be doing that uh in the near future and i encourage everyone uh, who is on hf uh, to go check them out or you can also check them out on uh, facebook sorry uh, facebook.com uh and they are a r y s n radio of course this will all be in the show notes so let's go to feedback all right, Sorry. I'm going to do my bit of feedback, and then I'll let Pete do his. I, I just found this one in the website when I was looking at it, and I forgot about it because I forgot to approve his comment. But Chris W. sent us a comment via the website, and he said, wow, just listen to the this episode. I don't remember which episode he was referring to, but it doesn't really matter. My first time. I like a good guitar solo as much as the next guy, but an intro that lasts well over a minute? Maybe I was just impatient to see what this podcast was about, but it seemed a bit long. So obviously I think this guy's in Adam Curry's camp, but be that as it may, I don't know if Pete noticed this, but I cut the intro really short this time. I did. I was shocked. He's <laughs> like, oh my God, I got to talk now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Chris, I hope you will, uh, hear this and listen to the next episode. I am cutting the intro down to less than 30 seconds. So we're, we're going to do what everybody says we should do, which is just jump right in, get to the meat of the matter, and then we'll bring Richard on so he can badger us all to the rest of the time. 
Now, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. We paid a lot of money for that music. <laughs> I guess. Let's stop playing it. And I bet y'all haven't pimped a band in the last 12 episodes. We have. I actually uh, played one of their songs on the last episode. Okay. Uh, we paid a lot of money for that, and it's not my fault. It was Russ's idea. However, it's part of the character of this particular show, and I understand that I don't have as big a stake around here as I used to, used to was, but Chris, bite me. <laughs> because the long intro... The music in the middle. Yeah, I, I'm sure that you have podcasts that you like that don't have any music. Uh, it's all part of the character of Linux and Hamjack. It's what made Linux and Hamjack the show it is today. And uh, quite honestly, Russ can do whatever he wants because it's like always been his show. He just never would admit it. However, he is like the chief production officer and he can do whatever the hell he wants to. So what I suggest is you go have a, have a cup of coffee with the gentleman who had us start saying a bunch of, and, uh, y'all have a lovely, lovely day. As much as I would like to be able to do whatever I want when it comes to the show, I do sort of bow a little bit to pressure from the community because I would rather be doing something not quite as I prefer and have people listen to it than be doing it all for myself and me being the only person who actually hears it. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, if, if you care about your listening public, you got to take the feedback, not, not take it personally, first of all. I mean, that's a great comment, Chris, you know, and, and that's a very valid comment. I hadn't heard it before. I, I, I actually, you know, opposite uh, to Richard, I actually agree with Chris. I, I also think that it's a little bit too long. Not that I have a problem with the tune or the band, but you just hear it. It's the same tune week after week after week. Whereas your musical interludes in the episode, well, it's different music every week, so it doesn't really matter if it lasts two, three, four minutes. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't mind it. Uh, I also won't mind if it's uh, cut to 30 seconds. Right. So next week on episode 113, the intro will be this. And uh, this is episode number 113, so. <laughs> you got to go at least, at least 16 beats. 16 beats At least normal. 16 beats? Oh, okay. I would like to take a, a moment to point out to all the folks listening to us in the feed and those of us following us following in the chat room and those who may actually hear this section in the release version. Uh, you notice that pretty train laying over on its side next to the tracks. <laughs> yes, Richie did it again. Yep. I got a comment in the, uh, in the chat room from Sim, Simbola, Simbola. I have no idea how you want me to pronounce that. It says, I can Ebola. skip past the intro, Simbola. I can skip Ebola. past the intro if I need to, so no need to shorten it, he says. So if you're listening via podcast, that's true. You could just kind of fly past it. if it, uh, I, I kind of figured that was the case for everybody, where if you really want to skip past the music and stuff, you could just you know hit the fast forward button. But for some people, that appears to be an issue. So I don't yeah. mind making a concession here and there. But anyway, we've talked way too much about this. And I want to hear about this email, this this interview we're going to be doing with some folks that people who listen to this show may already know about. Ebola? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, no, we're not going to be talking about Ebola. Well, maybe. Who knows? Um, I've been in touch with uh, Richard, uh, KD0RG. And for those of you who don't know the new call sign, Richard has just uh, recently, the last few months, uh, upgraded to General. Formerly uh, KD0BJT. Uh, 
host of the Low SWR podcast, uh, who uh, wrote uh, in response to my interview, uh, uh, Pete, I've been meaning to congratulate you on LHS. Uh, you're doing a great job. And he says he never misses a single episode. He says that we uh, help to bring uh, focus uh, to the subject, and uh, he likes the Linux content. So uh, uh, he also uh, likes to, uh, he wanted to thank us for mentioning HamOS uh, on the show multiple times because he says he's pretty horrible at uh, promoting his own distribution. So Richard, uh, KD0RG, is the developer of uh, the HamOS software. So uh, we've been in touch and uh, we're going to be interviewing them uh, most likely towards the uh, end of September or beginning of October. Uh, those guys, uh, their family's in the process of uh, moving right now, so things are a little bit hectic, but uh, they'd be uh, more than happy to come uh, chat about themselves, their podcast, and uh, the uh, HamOS uh, distribution. So uh, thanks a lot, Rich. Richard and Brady for your support, and uh, we look forward to having you guys with us. Definitely, I can't wait to talk to Rich and Brady. I've I've talked to them before at Hamvention, and of course, uh, I've left them feedback over on their show, and I've listened to every episode of the Low SWR podcast. I kind of miss it. Um, Rich tends to get a little nutty when he's behind the microphone. It would be actually interesting to talk to him on the air. I, I've never gotten a chance to do that. I, I would like to sometime, but. I uh, can't wait to talk to those guys. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I've I've listened to every single episode. They're they're very um, sporadic. Their episodes. I mean, they can you know be a couple of weeks and and then it'll be like three months before you hear from them again. And uh, uh, so you know you just gotta kind of. I have them in my podcatcher, so I I know when there's a new episode. I don't have to keep checking up on them, but they're certainly not consistent. Uh, maybe we can convince them to do so, but uh, they uh, they have something like, I don't know, 30 children. I have no idea. There seems to be a new kid in there every <laughs> they're week. They're not Amish, for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is, I don't know if anybody just, knows what, what, fi- what uh, Richard looks like physically, his personal appearance, but Richard is actually a trucker. He, he um, trucks between uh, Colorado, where he lives, and Wyoming. To me, he is like the antithesis of what a trucker looks like. I mean, when you have the sort of vision of an American trucker, you have, you know, tough guy, short hair, mus- muscly, pounds. you know, muscly, big arms, tattooed kind of, you know, trucker guy. And Richard couldn't be further from that. And, and yet he is a, a trucker, which is, is kind of interesting to me. I mean, I'd actually like to kind of talk to him about his trucking career, which really has nothing to do with Linux or ham radio, but it's interesting to me. Well, it's interesting to see where just I'm I'm the same. I think it's interesting to see where people came from because where you are has a lot to do with where you've been. So it's interesting to see what people do and why they do it. And you know, yeah, absolutely, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I look forward to it. It's it's one of my uh, one of my favorite ham radio podcasts. I have to admit. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and we have really got to wrap this damn thing up. So let's uh, let's do the social media roundup and uh, kick it on out of here. All right. Well, there's uh, not a whole lot of uh, activity in the social media roundup. I guess, uh, you know, school starting uh, next week, by the way. Uh, for those of you who have children, don't forget to send them back to school. Uh, what am I saying? Those of you who have children are going to be partying next week when they go back to school. We can all get back to our regular lives. Uh, but we had a little bit of activity on uh, Facebook. We got some likes from uh, Matthew uh, Matthew M. and uh, Tom R. So uh, send you a like right back. Uh, thanks for supporting us. And uh, there you go. That's about it for social media this time around. Yeah, pretty much it. I I don't have anything to add to that. So I think it's about already about time to check out. We probably should say, hey, Richard, thanks for stopping by and screwing up our episode and making it 
35 minutes longer than it really needed to be, but uh, always glad to have you. Oh, I'm glad to come by and make sure I throw a monkey wrench in the thing and, and everything else. I'm, I'm, I'm sure everybody was jonesing a little bit. Have you been listening to the episodes? Just curious. Not to put you on the uh, spot or nothing, but. One or two. Okay, cool. That's how I know about them. Canadian bacon, Vegemite, and the smell of Houston. <laughs> well, there you go. Actually, I, I was uh, ecstatic to have you on. I hope you come back. Mm, ecstasy. <laughs> All right. I, I, I rarely inspire that in men. <laughs> <laughs> glad right. to hear it. I'm glad uh, that I live so far from Texas. I'm starting uh, the intro yeah. music, and we're going to get out of here on time. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, All right, Pete, lead us on out of here. All right, everyone. Uh, thanks uh, to everyone, of course. Thanks to our monthly and yearly subscribers. We couldn't do it without you. Thanks to all of our listeners uh, live and uh, quasi live. Check out our website, uh, lhspodcast.info. Of course, you could reach us at info at lhspodcast.info. That comes to uh, both of us. You can leave us a voicemail. Please do. I love voicemails. 1909 LHS show. One sign one nine zero nine five four seven seven four six nine. You can uh, subscribe to the mailing list, find out what's going on. Uh, link is on the website. Check us out on Facebook. Go to uh, Cafe Press and Print Fiction and buy one of our uh, show merchandise. This helps uh, the show uh, in a very small way, but every little bit helps. Of course, you can listen live, like some of you guys are doing right now, every uh, other Tuesday at eight p.m. Or you can uh, check out a recording via the website so uh seven three everybody from uh, pete v2 xpl in montreal uh, over to you russ all right and this is russ k5 tux you've been listening to episode 112 of linux in the ham shack we're happy to have you all here you can email me at k5 tux at lhs info info at lhs info goes to both pete and i and uh we will be happy to uh, hear from you you can also contact us in all the ways pete just outlined you can find me on all of the social media networks out there from facebook to twitter to google plus and uh just look for me via my call sign k5tux or my initials that i usually use jr woodman uh you'll be able to find me pretty much anywhere you look i think that's pretty much it for this episode we'll give richard about 10 seconds to say something before i crank the music up and drown him out so uh see that that's all it gives me well it was good to see all y'all and from studio 1c high above uh, the city of mesquite in the palatial uh, penthouse studios well well i won't see you next time but we'll see you soon just want y'all to know I survived the great hobo migration of 2013.